Sanwana Nimzanti. I am your host, Candice Kumalo, and I welcome you to another episode of the Health from Zanzi podcast. Whether you're crying in Bumalanga, hustling in Hillbro, or chilling in Cape Town, Health from Zanzi is all you need to tackle anything life throws your way. Every week, we dish up the hottest health trends, debunking myths, and chatting with inspiring South African health experts to make this health journey simpler for you. As we dive into a brand new year, it's natural to crave a fresh start in a year filled with growth, joy, and fulfillment. But where does one even begin? Worry not. Today, I am joined by clinical psychologist Ribabuete Mwilasi, who comes bearing gifts of five key considerations to unlock the doors to a truly memorable year. Welcome to Health from Zanti's podcast. Introduce yourself, tell us your name. And what you do? My name is Reba Abedzwe Moelase. I am a clinical psychologist and I am primarily based in Johannesburg. You can find me in Greenside or Craig Hall Park. I work primarily with adolescent population as well as adults to offer psychotherapy, couples therapy as well. Reba Abedzwe, most people start a new year on a high note positive and confident for a beautiful year. What are some of the roadblocks that causes this positive outlook not to succeed as the year progresses? Well, Candice, you know, when we're speaking about roadblocks, roadblocks are essentially things that hinder our plans that we may have had for particular goals. And one of the biggest roadblocks are unforeseen obstacles. You know, you think about when you're setting up your vision board and you're writing down all your goals. We don't really plan for all the things that might steer us away from the goals that we're setting out. And I'll use the example of going to the gym. You will say something like, I intend on going to the gym five times a week. And you don't really plan for perhaps deadlines that Mm -hmm. might prevent you from being available at 6 p.m. on a particular day or a family commitment that steers you away. And now things almost have to shift a different way. That can throw us off very much. Another big roadblock is, you know, we live in the social media age where most of the things that are captured on social media are the instantaneous outcomes and the results. You only see the final product and almost shines the light away from all the things that are happening behind the camera. We don't show the parts where you feel unmotivated to go to the gym. And you're not feeling like you want to stick to that diet. There's a lot of negative self-talk that starts to happen there. And I think the biggest problem also is when you find yourself missing gym on one day and now suddenly it's, what's the point? Now that I've missed one day, I'm just not going to go altogether. But I think it's about sitting with the discomfort of the unpredictableness, the fact that you don't really know what kind of obstacles are going to come your way. So after what people have gone through in recent years, I witnessed a lot of people shying away from the comments saying, this is going to be my year. So what is the biggest misconception about people now being scared to believe a new year can bring positive change? In this particular aspect, you know, what I'm hearing is people are starting to be pessimistic about the new years. 
Mm-hmm. And this is highly influenced by past experiences and, you know, disappointment. Perhaps you found yourself setting particular goals in the past year. And, you know, when you reflect at the end of the year, you're like five of these goals I couldn't meet. And sometimes it's important to start understanding that, that certain goals require more time. Sometimes we put a timeline to say, I want to get that promotion by the end of the year. Some goals take a little bit of time and it may look like shifting the way that you work and working hard for two years, you know, maybe getting that particular car that you aspire to get. It's around understanding that getting to that goal financially is going to take a little bit of time. And sometimes when we limit ourselves in that way, it almost feels so discouraging. I think another thing is focusing on the final goals doesn't allow you to highlight that behind the scenes, you require hard work, dedication, and commitment. As humans, we are naturally looking for a way out. Again, when I stick with the example of the gym, it's almost like you're waiting for that person in your life to say, let's go on a breakfast date in order for you to not go to the gym. Something to come up in order for you to not finish that research paper. It's important to start thinking and reflecting about our past experiences and really understanding that we have to learn from those things and not necessarily stray away from feeling more positive about things. And we're not speaking about being blindly positive and that plays into the concept of toxic positivity. And I think that could be a podcast on its own. But instead, we want you to kind of sit with the part that you've played in perhaps not doing the best that you could in working towards that goal and sitting with a little bit of positivity to say that different actions can bring about different results. Do you think there's something else that people do not realize about their behaviors in not having a better year? Yes, definitely. I think self-reflection, self-reflection and self-awareness is important because you need to be able to look back at what made it difficult for you to follow through with your goals. That is how you learn how to shift the way that you engage with the same thing on your vision board. This process can feel a little bit taxing because you almost have to start looking within and look at the parts that you perhaps didn't do so great at and start working on those particular avenues. Another big issue is perhaps setting goals that are very vague. If you say something like, I want to spend more time with my loved ones, that is a vague goal to some extent because now when you look back onto your vision board and you try to bring that to life, it almost requires more mental work during that moment because you have to start being innovative about How am I going to spend time with my loved ones? But what I would rather encourage you to do is be more descriptive and be more realistic and specific in how you're setting your goals. Maybe say something like, once a month, I'm going to have a picnic in the backyard with my family. And that almost makes you feel more motivated. And it's so specific that you are essentially going to put that to life as opposed to now speaking about it in a very generalized kind of way. What can people do to improve themselves this year? 
And as it is essentially self-awareness, you really need to develop a better relationship with yourself. You need to have a good relationship with that person in the mirror. You need to acquire the strength to be able to deal with what life throws back at you. When you look into the mirror, you're going to notice strengths, but you're also going to sit with some weaknesses. And it's about being comfortable with understanding that, you know, everyone has both. And once you're able to understand your strengths and weaknesses, it assists you in being able to better set your goals. Think about it in your research paper. There are probably certain sections that feel much more easier to complete. And now I already anticipate that when I get to a particular section, I might need a little bit more support because that's a weak area. And now that can allow you to swift a little bit easier through that particular project and not find yourself feeling let down and disappointed because you've almost highlighted and you've been specific about that particular area that feels a little bit weak. Although people are navigating for different goals, what would you advise are the five things to consider for a better year? It is important to break the pattern from previous years reflection. So number one is self-awareness and self-reflection. You need to understand that knowing yourself spills over into all areas of your life, personal and professional. The better of a relationship you have with yourself, the more you know your capacity and you know your limits, essentially. And I think it ties in really nicely with understanding that in order to reach specific goals, a different version of yourself is going to be required. And this ties into point number two, which is essentially... Because a different version of you is going to be required, it means you need to set healthy and realistic boundaries. You need to start personalizing it and thinking about what does it look like for you. So, for example, if you drink alcohol and in your social settings, you find that, you know, most times when you're spending time with loved ones, there's alcohol there. When you make the decision to say, you know, I'm actually going to stop drinking for a little while. You need to start visualizing what is that going to look like if most of the time that we spend together is in restaurants, in clubs, and just social settings events. You need to be able to set realistic boundaries. And maybe it looks like a conversation with them to say, hey, you know, this is the decision that I've made and I would appreciate it if you right. were mindful of that I'm actually not drinking. Yeah. And it becomes a little bit easier also to bring to life once you've almost planned for the obstacles that might come your way. We know that life is very unpredictable, but you know, you can try to prepare as best as you can for certain areas. Point number three is setting goals that are not vague. So be specific and realistic when you are setting your goals and understand that you need to start small in order to build up to a bigger goal. If you are moving from not going to the gym at all and saying, I want to go to the gym five times a week, that can feel like a huge jump, you know? So try to start small, even if I'm going to spend 10 minutes walking home first. Because again, when you think about only exercising at the gym, that also has financial implications. You know, you need to pay for gym membership. You need to travel there. So what happens in moments where perhaps you don't have the financial capacity to go to the gym? 
So it's thinking about innovative ways, again, of not overstretching yourself. Exercise is not just at the gym. It exists everywhere else. Maybe it's choosing to take the stairs instead of the elevator at work. And you're allowing yourself to be a little bit more active. Number four is self-care and rest. This is so vital because a lot of people relate to self-care and rest as a luxury. You almost feel guilty when you have to go to sleep. You're working on a project, but it's important for you to shift that frame of mind and understand that rest is not a luxury. It's absolutely a need and you will be able to produce quality work if you are well rested because I want you to try and visualize how your mood looks like in the morning when you didn't get enough rest. You know, you almost feel very groggy and a little bit irritable and struggle to concentrate and your appetite is already off for the day. And that already disrupts everything. So it's really important for you to get enough rest while working towards your goals. Not sleeping for five days is not valuable because are you producing quality work at the end? The last point, which can sound like a bit of a cliche, but it is to be kinder to yourself. We are flawed individuals and we will make mistakes, you know, but it's important for you to not completely abandon that goal to say, you know, I didn't go to the gym this week. I'm done with it. I'm never looking at it again for the rest of the year. Tomorrow is day one again. You start from scratch. You try again to say, okay, it's Wednesday. Monday and Tuesday didn't go so well. I'll do the best that I can with the remaining days of the week that I'm able to commit to this particular thing. And it's also very important to not operate from a place of judgment to yourself. Nobody wants to be judged. And even for yourself, with the relationship you have with yourself, it's important for you to operate from a place of curiosity. So when you slip back, you know, and you didn't do so great, take a little bit of time and ask yourself, why? What happened there? Why, why couldn't I go to the gym? Why was it so hard for me to not be motivated? And that almost paves the way for you to find almost problem solve because now you say hmm, I've been trying to push through this gym thing by myself maybe it would help to have a friend who holds me accountable to check in and say hey, did you go today even if we're not going physically together but just that communication that we do helps with some sense of accountability those are five things that I would recommend. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the Health from Zanzi podcast. To find out more on being the healthiest version of yourself, visit healthfromzanzi.co.za or you can send us an email to hello at healthfromzanzi.co.za or you can even send a message to 76 1320454. This is the Health from Zanzi podcast, and your ears are always invited. As Ariba Petwe has mentioned, self awareness and setting healthy boundaries are the main foundation for reaching your goals. Remember that creating a better year is about embracing new possibilities and setting realistic goals to create the year you truly desire. Until next time, I am your host, Candice Kuman.